I V M. Hello and welcome to the Habit Coach Podcast. I am Ashton Doctor, your Habit Coach, and today with us for a second time we have Angus Nelson. And if you missed the first episode, please go listen to that because this is part two of that first episode. And in that, we discussed what is manhood. How should we start thinking about it? What are the myths around it? What are the ways in which we can change the way that we we affect our belief system about it? And today we're going to be talking about something very very interesting, which is the manhood matrix that Angus has created. So let's jump straight into that conversation. So. You know, if you look at, so in the manhood matrix, I'll, I'll, I'm going to stack this real quick for you. Hmm. You know, there's, if you imagine, you know, Maslow's pyramid, if you're familiar with that, his whole focus was this thing called self-actualization. Correct. And so I kind of reverse engineered that. It's like, what are the things that like help us function as men? And so the, on the bottom, if you imagine like a pyramid, that first layer, this is the first shift is all in your mindset. Like these things we're talking about is how I'm perceiving things around me may not be how they are actually. And so when I shift my mindset to see through a different lens, things change. It's that information that's now programming me and seeing a place of growth, opportunity, ease. Now I'm in this place of value. Now I'm in this place of, of power, right? Stack on that this next piece, which is your attitude. Another word for this might be, um, you know, like a philosophy. Life is happening to me is a really junky thought process. The, the gentleman you shared before that says, I'm a loser, 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 is thinking that they're a victim. That's never going to serve you well. So what if we change that attitude to life is happening for me? What if life is giving you lessons for you to learn, to give you wisdom and insight and an advantage for your future? Mm. One of my clients came to me and he's 26 years old and he's running a solar a panel company at 26, wow. got his own company, right? Fantastic. And he said, I'm just concerned that I dropped out of high school. How long will it be until I drop out of this business too? Hmm. And I said, well, that's a real shit story. What if your container was so big, it didn't require a piece of paper to acknowledge your value? What if life was calling you to a place to fill you with the kinds of insights, audacity, and perseverance to start your own company at 26? That's a change of story. This is a change of attitude. Your philosophy sees through a different lens. Mm. And so you stack on that is now you start to see your nature. Mm. That word is identity. Your nature, your identity is this understanding that it's not in what you do, but it's in who you are. It's in that being, not that doing. And therefore, you can walk in this place of confidence, walk in this place of, of knowing that you have influence and power over who you are and how you show up. Hmm. And that takes you to this place of humility, where you lay down your ego, where your gifts, talents, and skills have place to play in the world. And you start to operate from a place of meaning, a place of contribution. And now you'll start to observe Observing is this place of self-awareness and emotional intelligence, and you see how you interplay with the people around you, how you affect your team, your colleagues, your spouse, your kids. And as words are coming out of your mouth, you're like, I am talking out of fear. What am I doing? And you stand back and say, "Um, I'm so sorry. What I just said is completely wrong. That's not what I mean to say. Here's what I really mean to say. And your wife says, oh, really? That's interesting. This leads you to this place of opportunity. Mm -hmm where you see 
the needs of the people around you and how you can meet them and add value. And finally, you'll dare. You'll dare to do the thing that your intuition is calling you to do. And it's not one thing. I don't believe the dare is like, my purpose in life is this one achievement. Because if you achieve that one thing, then what? The rest of your life is kind of jacked. No, our life is a series of dares over and over. You may dare multiple times in a week, Mm. sometimes even in a day. Mm. You'll dare to step into something that on the outside might feel awkward or scary. And that's that thing that might be pushing you outside of that belief box. Mm. Like these are the things that our life, when we shift these seven areas of our life, we shift everything. And when you have a challenge in an area, you can go down this list and where you see the part that's in play and and in question, then you'd say everything that's below that is exactly what I need to invest in to replace that, to rebuild that, to fortify that, Hmm. and to make it invincible. So interesting. So for example, if if you cannot observe yourself doing the things that you're doing, thinking the way that you're thinking. Look at all the other the aspects that went before it and see what do I need to switch in this? What do I need to change in this? You might have some things in place. You might have some things not in place, right? Um, I guess according to you, what are the three most interesting ones of this matrix? Let's deep dive into some of them so that people can understand, you know, what are the switches that they can make? What are the negatives of being in, stuck in this stage? What are the positives of getting out of it and how they should get out of it? Yeah, uh, my three favorite. Well, they're all interrelated. Um, <laughs> all right, difficult well, question then. So I'll tell I'll tell you like these are the let's let's reframe that. What are the three main places where people get stuck? All right, brilliant. I love that. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'll start. You know, obviously the the first three are are critical components, and you get these three right, and the other ones are made possible. Mm. Right. So the first one is your mindset again. If we look at that programming, we look at the way we see ourselves, what you hear about, mm-hmm. you think about. What you think about, you talk about. What you talk about, you bring about. Love it. So here's this interesting thing you said before about, well, let's, let's call this guy Billy. Sorry right. if you're really listening to this. So Billy is the one who, who said he was a loser, right. right? Those words alone already tell you what he believes about himself. Mm-hmm. You want to know what you believe around you? Listen to your words. Because your words will reveal what you've processed about what you've heard. Mm. Words will always reveal the heart of a person. Words will always reveal the thoughts. And when they back it up with, oh, I'm just kidding. Bullshit. Your words have just cast your ballot of how you voted for you. This is this element that is I wish they taught in schools that sticks and stones may break your bones, but words will never hurt you. That is the biggest line of shit I've ever heard in my life because words have crippled destinies. Yep. Words have toppled legacy. Words have massive power. And that power is far deeper than broken bones. A broken bone will heal, but a broken heart, requires a ton of intention. Mm. And most people aren't equipped with the right kinds of things, splints, <laughs> or whatever. I've, the metaphor is falling down on me here. Whatever it is to repair that heart is not the same as repairing that bone. Correct. Right? 
And so this is where, you know, that mindset element is if you wanted to start with anything, it's like, how do I start reading the right book? So money is a big issue. Mm -hmm. How you see money. Like I grew up um, with a dad who is, um, you know, kind of the salt of the earth, give you the shirt off his back. Um, whenever he got money, he donated it to other people. Mm. Um, was always a giver. But the backside of that is, you know, there came a time where we, we couldn't go to other levels where that money wasn't invested in other things. And so there's this other element is, how did he see himself? Whenever he got money, he spent money. Mm. Well, this is also a story we tell ourselves is oftentimes when we give money away on the outside, it looks like generosity. Mm. It looks like altruism. However, sometimes it's, no, I'm self-sabotaging my future because that money could be invested in my business or invested in a future where now I can do even more to help other people. So if I'm giving 10% or 15% of my resources to other causes, well, 10% of you know, 50 grand is very different from 10% of 150 grand. Mm-hmm. You know, and you start to see like, well, what if I have a story in my head about money? Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up going to church where some people have misconstrued a scripture that said the, the uh, love of money is the root of all evil. And they've translated that to say just a lot of money is evil. Correct. And people who are wealthy are just some bitches. Like they are just selfish. They're jerks. They're arrogant. And you've built a story that people who have money are a certain way. Hmm. And now you've sabotaged yourself from actually getting money. Correct. So money is just an energy. And money is a resources and money creates options. And if you have a heart to do good things, understand that if you get more money, you'll just do more of who you are. Hmm. If you're already generous and kind, you'll continue to be generous and kind just on greater levels. And so reversing how you see money changes everything. I read a book called um, You're a Badass at Making Money by Jen Chinchero. I've I've interviewed her a couple of times too on my show. Um, Changed the way I saw money. Mm. I treated money very poorly. That's one aspect, just money. Relationships. Are relationships transactional to you? Do you only make friends with people who can offer something to you, get you ahead, open up doors? Well, you've got a bad story around relationships. Like these areas in our life seem inconsequential and yet they're dynamic and powerful in how they constrict what's available to us. You know, do we think that spiritualism is just, you know, woo woo? Oh, it's just, you know, oh, you're going to do those mantras and you're going to meditate and you're going to visualize. Wow. Don't you have a lot of time on your hands or understanding that I'm giving myself space and margin to let go of some of those old beliefs, to let go of what I feel in my emotions and my impulses and instead observe a world around me and then start to manipulate it and create it in my own capacity and creativity. And now from that place of expansion we talked about before, I'm starting to add my own special sauce to the universe. Why I was born, why I'm here, my part to play. And suddenly if everyone got on this frequency, our world could actually change. And when you see people, I'm gonna go on a whole nother tangent here, but when you see people speaking negatively around our world and words have power, what kind of world are we creating? We have to change. What you hear, 
changes your thoughts, right? Yep. And and like you said, you know, the sticks and stones, you can see those scars. The ones with the 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 words, you can't see those scars. And if you can't see those scars, you can't find them. You can't find them, you can't heal them. And it becomes this vicious circle. And I love the way that you were talking about, you know, the whole mindset of everything that's taking place and, and mindset around money, mindset around relationships, mindset around spirituality, people don't even think about, right? That is the least tangible of them all. Yeah. And, and strangely, that's the one that actually gives you the most growth. <sighs> the habit coaching business came from a meditation that I had. Yeah. And just a few days ago, I had another one meditation where instruction came of completely changing the business model which is very very scary which goes right up to the dare part of your of your matrix because i am shit scared of making this decision but it's going to happen so yeah so it's it's so interesting about how you can how you can tie in spirituality with with what you're doing and the mindset you have towards it beautiful mindset big one so let's continue this discussion on the other side of a short break All right, welcome back. The next one you said was attitude, right? And um, I had a question on this, which was um, attitude is also very closely linked to the principles that you have in life. Right? And, and um, how do you go about creating A, the attitude, and B, the principles that you should live your life? Yeah, so these are like, you know, in this area of principles, it's like, you know, we're worldview, I think is how I just want to summarize this. Mm-hmm. Your attitude is a process of or a product of the worldview that you choose. So my morning manifest, I told you, we have like the six-page document. There's one section in there that I just call principles. And this creates these um, attitudes. It's like, do I see the world happening to me or do I see the world happening for me? We shared that part, right? That's one aspect. You know, another element might be the way I see um, humanity. Like, are we just here for just a short period of time and then it's done and we're dead? What's the point? Everybody's just selfish. Everybody's just angry. I'm just going to check out. Like, that's a massive worldview that is so detrimental to anything enjoyable. So how do you fix that? You know, you have to expose yourself to something different. It could be literature, poetry. Um, even some of the old politics, if you start reading some of the statures of great leaders, mm. like these things can shift how you see your world, how you see your impact or your influence. Um, some of the great philosophers, Marcus Aurelius, you want to spend some time wrapping your brain around some stuff, like go read some Marcus Aurelius. It'll mm. like jack you up in all the best of ways, right? And these were great thinkers that saw the world through a lens that in many cases, like today, we've forgotten. You know, if, if, if we were to take a look at some of our greatest leaders today, the people who are leading some of our countries, <clears throat> and we say, well, maybe their character and their nature is not the best. Hmm. They got there because of some kind of political prowess. Hmm. In other words, they knew how to play a game. Well, that sucks. How do we build leaders in our next generation, how do I parent my child in a way that they would be equipped with the fortitude to lead their company or their state or their country? Like, what if I took that kind of intention with my kid that said, you're going to be a world shifter. You're going to change the world in some form, not some platitude, not hyperbole, but I'm giving you equipment and tools 
to actually think, to dream, and have the audacity to do. Mm. Like these are things that now, not only am I looking at my attitude or again, philosophy, but now I'm entrenched in and committed to equipping my next generation with a new philosophy, a different philosophy. And I love to throw around the word indoctrination because we're always being indoctrinated. Every one of us are constantly being indoctrinated by the things that we listen to, right? So as a parent, is my indoctrination to my kids about their excellence Mm -hmm. or is my indoctrination to them about their abundance? Because if I put it on excellence, it's based on performance. If I put it in abundance, I frame them for being. And the excellence becomes a natural byproduct. So these are the attitudes that we have to take is like seeing the world through a different lens and then calling bullshit and being really gut level honest on the things that are no longer serving us. Yeah. Like you said, abundance, right? Forget that. People listening are saying that, how can you think about abundance when I'm just trying to survive right now? Right? I'm just trying to survive in this marriage. I'm trying to survive in this job. I'm trying to survive with this. I'm trying to survive with my finances. And you're talking about me coming and changing the world and running my and running the country. And that is exactly what we're saying. Because we're saying that if you imagine if you could just start thinking about what would your character be like if you were running the country? What would your character be like if you were making a change in society? What were the principles that you would need in order to run the country? Right? the way that you think is fit. That itself is the change that we're talking about. Forget about whether you're in survival mode or not. But the the mental shift needs to come first before you can see a shift in your life. You wanted to say something. Yeah, because you're nailing something really important because if someone's listening, if you're listening right now, I want to speak to you. About five years ago, my wife and I had $400 to our name. We had over-leveraged and over-indexed on a company that we were starting, thinking that it was going to turn around. Jacked up all of our credit cards, and I had to face my wife and tell my wife, we've got to sell our house. And that was a really humbling season for me. And was also a catalyst for me to figure out some stuff in my own head. I had those stories about money that I shared with you. I had those stories about sabotage. Oh, I screwed up this area in my past. I'm just going to screw up this area in my future too. These are all the programming that I had. And what I've built today is a product of being in that situation and finally getting to a place where I knew I had to do something different. And so if you're in that place, what we're sharing with you is the story, the truth that you can create a different future simply by deciding you can. And then doing what it takes to change and transform your way of thinking because your internal will create your external. For too long, you've allowed your external to define your internal rather than taking the reins of personal power and say, from now on, I'm going to choose how I'm going to think and believe. And that will produce the behaviors that are required for me to become who I need to become. Because who you are being decides everything. I loved what you just said. It's a decision to think differently, right? I want you to decide that you can change the belief that you have in your mind. And that's all that we're asking. It doesn't necessarily have to be true right now for you, but it is just a decision to change. That's all we're saying. And that is the first step in making this attitude change, this character change, and hence your life change. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Um, What does the N stand for? Nature, right? 
Yeah. Nature. T- tell us a little bit about that. So this is um, the other word that I'd love to kind of interchange, but it doesn't fit in the acronym, mm-hmm. is <laughs> identity. Right? Your nature is in your identity. And so all of this stuff underscores, like, where do I receive my validation? Where do I receive my, my sense of self? It's in that identity. And so if we've nurtured and cultivated the soil with a mindset and an attitude, then stepping into our identity, into our nature becomes far more powerful because it's no longer about the things that we're doing for our validation for our own sense of self. It's us owning who we are internally and now we're showing up. And this becomes, again, what I said before, it's that your excellence is a product of the identity, not the other way around. Mm. I don't try and be excellent. So now I'm performing, I'm doing, I'm hustling, I'm striving, I'm trying to manipulate and matriculate what my future is going to be. And then I can feel like I'm a champion. Well, here's what I know. Whenever any of my friends have made a significant milestone, I made my first hundred grand, I made my first 500 grand, I made my first million. They typically say something along the lines of, I thought it would feel different. They thought once they've got that milestone that that would make them feel a certain way. And this is the myth is that if I get to this, I'll get that. And I love to shortcut shortcut because that is the something behind the something. So I believe if I get this house, then I'll feel happy. Let's just use that as an example. Well, what if we just shortcut that? Forget the house. Just go get happy. What do you need to do to get happy? Because if your pursuit is always on the other side of some other achievement, you're, excuse me, the result that you're looking for is always on the other side of some other achievement, then there's always going to be another th- achievement you'll have to get to because you won't be fulfilled and satisfied by the first one. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, first I have to get this house and then I got to get this spouse and then I got to get my 2.5 kids and then I got to, you know, dot, dot, dot. And we're filling and ticking all the boxes thinking one of them, surely one of these things is going to make me feel fulfilled. No. Why don't we get fulfilled first? You'll attract way better you know, spouse options, because now all of a sudden you're, you're attracting a, a woman who, or a man who like honors and respects who you are and is on the same level and playing field and thinking and philosophy and worldview, simply because you've already put that out into the universe because that's who you are. Second of all, like the things that you're capable of and that you attract those opportunities for money and wealth creation for, you know, your job, your career, dot, dot, dot all a product of your identity. And so fulfillment is not something that we strive to get through a thing. Fulfillment is something we choose to reside in. Like I'm going to get so filled and satisfied with me that I'm fulfilled just in and of myself right here, right now in the present. Gosh, I feel like I'm talking so much, but I'm, I'm going to say one more thing. So let's define it. Right. Let's define this. This whole thing is like, again, another myth. Mm. We live in one of two realities. Mm. You're in the past or in you're in the future. If you're in the past, it's positive or negative. You had something amazing happen in your life. Oh, my family business is awesome. I get to inherit that. Man, it's just at the cream of the crop. They were doing gazillions, billions of dollars. And then we lost it all. Mm. 
man, if we could just get back to that again, get back to those days when everything was awesome and we had like, then, then, then I'll be happy because there was something amazing in your past Hmm. or there was something really bad, which could be the exact same story. We lost it all. See, we just lost it all. We're nothing. We're, we're losers. Who did we think we were in the first place? And now I don't deserve and I'm not worthy of success in the rest of my life. Positive or negative, that's how living in the past will serve you. It's shit. Or we live in the future. When I get this, you know, then I'll be happy. This is that whole theorem, right? When I get this house, when I get this spouse, when I get this job, when I get this, never. You get to this and then you're going to have to have a that. It's a hamster wheel. And you just keep running and running and exhausting yourself. Or you have option C. If that's A and that's B, let's take option C. What if we just live in the present? Today is an acronym, the only day actually yours. Nice. I have power over today. I decide what I'm going to do. I have a podcast I have to do with Ashton today. And my daughter's got to get to a thing. Um, uh, I'm going to have to ask him if we can bump it up half hour so I can make sure to get my daughter to her thing. I have power to make the ask. We have power to shift our time. We just influenced our entire life. We just in, we influenced reality simply because we took power over our today. Hmm. Who I am tomorrow is a product of who I choose to be today. So the investment I make in today, the, the, the celebration I have of me today, the fuel and momentum I create today is the thing that bleeds into tomorrow. And so if I want a successful future, all I have to do is creating a successful today because today will beget tomorrow and it will fuel off the momentum of each and every one of these elements. So if we dial this back down and we focus on today, who do I need to be today and how do I fuel this? People will say purpose is this achievement. I referred to that earlier today. And your identity, I believe, is directly tied to your purpose. And here's what I believe purpose is. I read the book, uh, Claim Your Power by Mastin Kip, and he talked about the power of emotion and how all of us have these core emotions that are primal to our celebration of self, our, our comfort and our joy. So what are the two primary emotions that you have that you can connect to different elements in your past of childhood? Mm. And me, it's like excitement mm. right? and empowerment, which is why I get really you know, passionate and excited when I'm talking because I, I feed off of that. That makes me feel powerful. That makes me feel primed. And when I can transfer that emotion to somebody else, and suddenly they get jazzed and they get primed. Guess what? I feed off of that. And now I get even more primed and even more jazzed up and even more excited. Now I become like this perpetual, almost like a nuclear power is going on. And if every day I show up just to recreate these emotions and make them transferable or contagious, I never run out of juice. And now momentum can be created because my identity is found in today. My nature is in being here now. That is so amazing. Beautiful, beautiful. Just boiling it down to the choices that you make now. Mm -hmm. Each choice that you make now is what's going to define your future. Superb. 
Angus, I think this is a beautiful spot for us to end the podcast on. You know, it's been such a lovely journey when you were discussing about, you know, manhood and the, and the acronyms and what they mean to, you know, the kinds of pitfalls that we face because of what we believe manhood is right in the beginning with the way society has programmed us, etc. I think it's a beautiful journey you've taken us through. Thank you so much for coming and discussing this with us. Oh, this is so fun. You pulled out some really good stuff in me. So thank yeah. you for, for being you and doing what you do and having me get to be a part of it. My pleasure. We must definitely do another episode on, um, on, on high performance like you were discussing and, and other aspects of it in the future. Um, Angus, how can people get in touch with you? How can people learn more about you, follow you? Where, where are you available? Um, the best place uh, would be Instagram. You can find me Instagram.com forward slash Angus Nelson. Um, and then my, my website, IngusNelson.com. And then if you want more about the Manhood Matrix, you can actually just go to manhoodmatrix.co. Somebody else has the com. They beat me to it. I don't know why they're not using it. They're squatting on it. Bless their hearts. I'm going to have to throw <laughs> some at them and get it back. But manhoodmatrix.co. All right. Love it. Do you have a podcast as well? So um, my podcast, Up In Your Business, has been on hiatus. And it okay. will be coming back to life this fall. Um, I'm shooting for September, mm-hmm. uh, but if I'm honest, it might push to October and I'm actually taking that podcast and transitioning it into Evolve Men. Nice. That's Evolve Men. Is that, uh, just tell us a little bit about that. So I believe all of this is about our evolving. Mm-hmm. Like the manhood matrix is, is basically plucking people out of the reality that they currently know mm. and seeing the matrix that's always been around. It's always in existence, right? Mm-hmm. And the challenge for people and for, for men and women alike is we have to evolve into this new state. And the things that we're experiencing is the resistance we have to change. And punching through those resistance, and these are those belief boxes, mm-hmm. is what helps us to get to this place of a new evolved state. And I want to help men and I want to create a, a conscious lifestyle for men. And this whole premise is built off this thing I call the conscious design lifestyle because it's conscious being intentional and design in the creative process. I'm intentionally creating the kind of life that I want. Wow. Lovely. Conscious, conscious decision, conscious design. Love it. Absolutely. Superb. Um, Angus, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on board and doing this podcast with us. Looking forward to our next episode. Oh, well, thank you for having me. If you like this podcast, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IVM network. You can listen to us on the IVM podcast app or ivmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on social media. We are at IVM Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to reach out to me, I am Ashtin Doc on Twitter and Instagram. You can find lots more information on my website, awesome180.com. Or check out different content on my YouTube channel called A-W-E-S-O-M-E-180. That's Awesome 180.